0: Well, good morning everyone, I am grateful as I look out at all those who have made it out today on this holiday weekend. There are truly a hundred places you could be right now and that you are here. Uh, is a sign of God's grace in your life. Thank you for being here. And it's now my privilege to open up God's Word to us. So I want to encourage you to turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1 as we continue to work our way through the book of Colossians. Our our text is going to be in chapter 2, but I want us to get a bit of the context and the the backstory, if you will, to the text that we are going to be thinking about today. So, beginning in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13, we read, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. And now down to verse 6 of chapter 2, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving this is god's wonderful word let's pray our father in heaven please help all who are here and all who are listening in right now to know to know your loving commitment to them that their hearts would be encouraged that our hearts would be knit together in love to reach as Paul says all the riches of full assurance of understanding lord may it be that this would happen in us today and we will echo Time and again and again and again for all of eternity, our praises for your grace in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. As I say, my text for today is chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Therefore, As you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving." There is a slightly more accurate way of translating the Greek that Paul writes in here in these verses. If we were to to adjust it just a little bit to catch a nuance of Paul's writing, it would go like this. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, having been rooted, and being built up in Him and being established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. As is obvious from this text, Paul is concerned here about the Christian walk. He has to give this charge because the Colossians, these early Christians, were beginning to wander a bit, beginning to walk off the path of faithfulness and spiritual growth. There were false teachers who had crept into the church with some new ideas, some Thoughts that they considered more enlightened, more appealing, something more intellectual, something that seemed a bit more spiritual and religious and exciting. Jesus was good, but not enough. And so these false teachers were kind of creating a a Christ-plus form of faith. Jesus plus philosophy, Jesus plus rules and regulations, Jesus plus rituals and food and drink laws, Jesus plus very religious practices that they had to observe, Jesus plus human traditions and lofty ideas, Jesus plus what seemed to be holy, what seemed to be devout observance of all kinds of man-made regulations and rules. Jesus plus. Jesus was good, but there needed some, to be something more. Jesus was good, but He was not good enough. I think we as believers today experience something similar from the culture in which we live. Everybody's got something that they think is better than Jesus. Everybody has a teaching. Everybody has an idea. Everybody has an ideology that is better than Christianity. In fact, Christianity is pretty much to blame for everything that has gone bad in our world. If there's a problem in the world, somehow Christianity's to blame. It's, it's Passe. it's dated, it's even damaging and destructive. There are more enlightened ways to think. There are better ideas by which to live our lives. We are facing, in a very real sense, the same temptations, the same draws by the world uh, as were the Colossians way back then. And so into that crisis, And into our crisis of faith, because sometimes those things are appealing, and sometimes those things make us wonder, do we really have enough? Do we really have the truth? Into that crisis, Paul writes to the Colossians and to us, saying, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Being. Rooted in Him, and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Paul is very concerned about the Christian walk here, as he often is there in chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, if your Bibles are open there. And so, from the day we heard, Paul writes, We have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. In chapter 4 and verse 5, he says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders making the best use of the time. And if we had time, we'd go back to the book of Ephesians, and we would see that time and again, Paul calls us to walk out our faith, to live out our faith, walk in a manner worthy of the Gospel, walk in the good works that God has prepared beforehand that we should do, walk in love even as Christ has loved us, walk as children of the light, and walk in carefully. These are the, the exhortations and the imperatives that God or Paul gives to us in the book of Ephesians. And here in Colossians, Paul echoes it. God, through the apostle, is very concerned about how we walk. It matters how we walk. There is a path that has been laid out before us by our God, and we are to walk that Path. This is a metaphor for the Christian life that indicates a, an ongoing, progressive, step-by-step, consistent, forward-moving journey of faith into greater and greater holiness and justice and mercy and love for the duration of our lives. I, for one, like this metaphor for the Christian life better than the running metaphors and the sprinting metaphors. I've never been a good sprinter. And I certainly am not a good marathoner. But I can walk. I can walk. And spiritually speaking, that may be where you're at. You may say, I'm not a sprinter. And I'm not a marathoner. But friend, brother, sister in Christ, you can walk. You can walk. You can take the next Step, And that's what we are called to steady, step-by-step process. So the question is, how are we to walk in Christ, according to the Apostle Paul? Well, in this text, I think this is what we need to learn. And hear it carefully, and perhaps write it down if you choose. If we would walk out our faith well, if we would walk out our faith well, Our past must be our present, and our present must be our praise. If we would walk out our faith well, our past must be our present, and our present must be our praise. Follow me as I open that up to you through this test. So what is our past? Well, look at verse 6. Therefore, as you received, past tense, you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Talking to these Christians, he points them to their past. They received Christ Jesus the Lord. They had heard from the Apostle who had heard from Christ who had, who had handed on the truth of the Gospel and the truth of who Jesus is and what He has done. They had heard that and in hearing that, had received that, but in receiving that truth, they in fact were not receiving mere truth. They were receiving a person. They received Christ Jesus The Lord. Christ, the Anointed One. Jesus, the Savior. The Lord, who rules over all. This is the one we've already seen in chapter 1 and read about just a few minutes ago. He is the eternal, never born, never created, beloved Son of God. He is the Redeemer who has obtained the forgiveness of our sins through his blood, he is the... Perfect image and manifestation of the invisible God. He is the highest ranking being over all creation. He is the one by whom and through him and for whom all things were created. He is the one who holds all things together in all the galaxies. He is the head over the church, the beginning of all that is to come, the firstborn from the dead, the one who will lead many more into everlasting life. The One who is preeminent in all things. In Him all that God is dwells. He is the One who is going to put everything back together again. He is the One in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and of knowledge. He is all that. He is all that. And we when we came to faith in Him, received Him in all that He is. We received Christ Jesus the Lord when You opened the faith door of your heart, whether it was six minutes ago, or six hours, or six days, or years, or decades ago, when you opened the faith door of your heart, what was standing there was not a a pile of theology books, was not a cause, or some other thing. What was standing there was a person. And that person is Christ Jesus the Lord. And so if somebody comes along to you and says, I've got something better than you Christians do. Somebody comes along and says, I've got something cooler, something higher, something more spiritually enlightened, something more 21st century than what you Christians have. You've got to, I have to stare them right in the eye and ask them, how is that even possible? Because we have a person and that person is above and beyond and better than everything else. You can't get better than the best. You can't get higher than the highest. You can't get ahead of the one who was first. You can't improve on perfection. You can't know anything or anyone that surpasses knowing God in the flesh. You you can't surpass preeminence. You cannot know anything or anyone that is more wonderful than the One who is putting it all back together again. I don't know why, but the nursery rhyme came to mind this morning. Quoted with me, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty together again. Now you may go with our blessing. I was thinking about it. Humpty Dumpty in my book stands for the world in which we live. It's had a great fall. And all the king's horses and men can't put it back together again, but the king can put it back together again. And who and what is better than that? Paul reminds us of our past. You received Christ Jesus the Lord. In fact, he says in verse 7 that you have been rooted in Him. It's a past tense. God in our past planted us and rooted us in Christ who is before and above and through all things. We were rooted by God in Him when He, by His sovereign, almighty grace, drew us into faith in Christ. We received Him and He rooted us in Jesus. That is our past. I need to pause. And I need to ask the question, is there anyone here today who has never received this person. Maybe you've been defining faith in terms of religion and rules and church and all the rest, and have never really realized that Christianity is not about all of that. Christianity is about Jesus. It's about receiving Him as Savior and Lord in your life. If you never have done that, there isn't a complicated ritualistic series of steps that you need to take. You can receive Christ Jesus the Lord into your heart and life right now where you are. You can say, Jesus, be my Savior. Jesus, be my Lord. I need you, Jesus. For I am a sinner and I am broken and I need to be put back together again. And I can't do it, but I believe you can. If you receive Him, then what Paul says here is true of you. You will be rooted in Christ. God will plant your life in a relationship with His beloved Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what we need to see is that our past needs also to be our present. Paul goes out of his way to make sure that it's not good enough for us to have, been, to, uh, to have received Christ in the past. We need to be going on in that experience. There needs to be a present tense, ongoing commitment. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, he writes, so walk in Him having been rooted, and being built up in Him, and being established in the faith, just as you were taught. As you received Him in the past, now walk in Him in the present, and be those who are being built up in Him, and being established in the faith. We, as Christians, cannot live in the past. We have to live in the present. We can build on the past, and we can be grateful for the past, and we can be joyful because of all of what God has done in the past, but there is a present tense being in Christ that we need to experience. We need to go on with Him being built up in faith. Being established in the faith. And notice what he says there. Being established in the faith. Not in faith. If in the Bible, in the New Testament, there's a difference. If it said being established in faith, that would mean that God wants us to be established in our faith our belief our trust which of course he does want us to do but that's not the point here Paul says here you are you need to be going on being established in the faith which is a new testament way of saying in the body of truth and theology and doctrine that that are the faith that we have come to believe. We need to be established in the truth of God's Word. We need to be men and women and young people and children who know the truth of our faith, who know what we believe and the One we believe in and who He is and what He is like and what He has done and how He rules and how He reigns. We need to know that God is sovereign and God is good and God is faithful and God is great and God is Kind and God is gracious and God is merciful. We need to know that God's Son is the Father's equal and He is all those things that I just said. And He is the One who has redeemed us through His precious blood. And on the third day, was raised from the dead and then ascended up into heaven. And now is reigning on the throne of heaven until He returns in all of His glory. We need to know these things. We need to be established established in the faith. We need to be those who are strengthening our faith by deepening our understanding of that faith. We cannot walk the life of faith unless we are in the faith and unless we are delighting in the truth. So that means if we are disciples of Christ and followers of Christ, we must be men and women and children who know the word of Christ. This is the way to walk well. And this is the way to bring the past into the present. In an ongoing way, we receive Christ Jesus the Lord by being built up together in Him and by being established in the faith. And so, and so, As you have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, having been rooted and being built up in Him and being established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. If we would walk out our faith well, our past must be our present, and our present must be our praise. For what does Paul say? That we are to be abounding in thanksgiving. The word abounding actually means that we are to be full and overflowing. There is a surplus. There is an overflow. Our lives are simply filled up with and overflowing with thanksgiving because of all that God is and all that we have in Christ. Because of the fact that we actually have received Christ Jesus the Lord. Because of the fact that this preeminent one is now ours and we are His. Because of the fact that He is Christ Jesus the Lord. We should be abounding in thanksgiving. Do it in your own time. Go home. Study the book of Colossians and see how many times Paul calls us to thanksgiving. We are to sing and teach and admonish one another with wisdom and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. He says in chapter 3, with thankfulness in our hearts to the Lord. And whatever we do, whatever we do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. What? Giving thanks to God the Father through Him. It is, it is hard it is hard to keep walking if our praise isn't talking, if I can put it that way. It's hard to keep walking if our praise isn't talking. It's hard to keep going. It's hard to be strong, strengthened in faith, unless the things that we have learned produce gratitude and praise and worship in our hearts. So we need to be a learning people, but learning isn't enough. We never have really learned anything in our lives about Jesus or about the Father unless what we have learned has turned into praise and worship. You, you can learn theology every day of your life till the day you die. But if that hasn't been turned into worship, then it's worthless. We need to be a people who are abounding in thankfulness. Abounding in thanksgiving. And in this context, Paul is not referring to the everyday blessings of our lives. We do have everyday blessings, don't we? And we should be thankful. But he's talking here about the deep things. He, he's talking here about all that we have in Christ. If we want to walk well, if we want our life to finish well, then we need to be those who... Delight in the past, but bring the past into the present, and then turn the present into praise and into worship. May it be this week that each and every one of us will, with renewed hearts and with renewed minds, will commit to being established in the faith. I wonder, how much time this past week did you spend being established in the faith? That isn't meant to guilt you. It's, just, it's, a, it's a fair question, don't you think? It's a fair question. How much time did you spend this past week being established in the faith? Learning, and growing, and deepening in the faith. That's what's going to make you thankful. That is what is going to make your thanksgiving be something that you express and you worship. You want to you wanna be ready next Sunday for praise and thanksgiving? Spend this week being established in the faith. That's how it works. You don't come to church to get your praise on. If uh, You come to church to let your praise out because you've already got the truth and the glory of who God is in you. Now let's get our praise on, (laughs) but let's do it with minds and hearts that are overwhelmed with wonder because we have the God we have, the Savior we have, the Lord we have. He who is the highest and the best, we have received by faith. Now let us walk in Him. And if you have never received him, don't walk out of here before you do. Um, And then you can walk out of here a new person with a new Savior and a new purpose in your life. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, would you please help us to see Jesus? Help us to lay aside and to put aside any ways in which we have redefined our faith as about rules or doing this and doing that or knowing this and knowing that anything that has distracted us from realizing our faith our faith is a receiving of christ for the transforming of our lives oh lord would you please this week root us even deeper Would you build us even stronger? Will you establish us in the faith? And Father, may we realize that your grace is enough for all this because Jesus is enough for all this. In his mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. As we close, I am mindful that what we have talked about is something that each of us individually needs to do and pursue. But though we are to do it individually, we are never to do it alone. Um, And we can't do it alone. That's why earlier in chapter 2, Paul says that we are to be knit together in love. And that's why the last chapters of Colossians are all about how we are to do life together. Because this walk while you as an individual need to take this walk and finish this walk, you cannot do it alone. And so this week, make sure you fellowship, make sure you engage with others, make sure you encourage and strengthen each others. Try to discern those that perhaps have forgotten the past and uh, are not in the present and in the moment enjoying Christ, try to discern who they are and try to come alongside of them and be brother or sister to them. Because this is a journey we take together. And so may the Lord pour out His grace and His kindness upon us. May the Lord give us eyes to see those who need encouragement. May the Lord give us wisdom to speak with them and lift their spirits. May the Lord give us strength when we're weary. And may the Lord build us up when the foundations seem to be cracking. May the Lord in all His goodness, power and grace rest upon us and be in us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Friends, enjoy some fellowship. Uh, Hang together and encourage and build each other up. And may the Lord keep you and bless you until we meet again. Amen.